0: Welcome. Welcome back. Dare so we don't get fined. My name is David.
1: My name is Thomas.
0: And today, we're recording from Down Under.
1: Okay, okay. I was, I was like, is that an English accent? At first, like a really bad English accent at first? Or...
0: No. This uh, is hi. an Australian accent.
1: Wow, welcome. Didn't you know
0: I'm actually from Australia?
1: Uh, you know, I, I think I did know that, but it just kind of slipped my mind.
0: My favourite food is shrimp on the barbie.
1: They don't say that.
0: And I'm a big fan of kangaroos.
1: They, I think they... Oh, no, that's a baby kangaroo.
0: Them's joeys. Yeah. What? Joeys. Baby kangaroos.
1: No, they're called joeys. I just called them joeys. You called them jellies. Joeys? Yeah. Joeys. I'm saying
0: joey. I'm not saying jelly.
1: You, you just said the same thing.
0: My favorite animal is actually Australian. Australians are people, David. I'm I'm sorry, that was insensitive and rude. Yes, Thomas, I understand that Australians are people. My favorite animal is native to Australia and can only be found in Australia.
1: Oh, 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 the little rat thing.
0: Don't... Rat thing. That's disrespectful. They'll it's like, called a quaka. Yeah, and it's the cutest animal on the face of the planet. They love people. They have no known predators, and they are the sweetest things. They'll literally walk up to people, take selfies with people. You can feed them. They're so nice. They're just the kindest, sweetest, softest, cuddliest, cutest animals on the planet. I want one.
1: And they look a little rat-like.
0: I will punch you they look like, nothing like rats
1: i mean like if a koala and a, a rat, koala
0: doesn't look like a rat
1: I, i'm getting there if a koala and a rat had just like a super nasty one night stand that's what the end product is
0: that's just not true
1: it's very true
0: fun fact every time i hear the phrase one night stand i think of this old couple that I knew in high school who one of them was a costume designer and every year they went as a couple's costume for Halloween. Yeah. And one year one of them was like a nightstand like a like a nightstand by a bed and mm-hmm. one of them was A1 Steak Sauce and so initially you're like what? This isn't a couple's costume but together they were A1 nightstand and it's just the cleverest coolest This is the same people that gave me the little medicine bottle with a little wooden stool in it for my stool sample when I was in the hospital.
1: They sound like very creative individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Or a couple.
0: Very much so. Uh, But
1: you know who needs to get creative?
0: I don't know, but I know green is not a creative color.
1: You just like messed with my brain a little bit. you seen that off. video? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> seen. Yes, I've seen the video. A creative, creative kind of. color. Anyways, uh, Antonio Brown's going to have to get creative.
0: Hold on. Before we get into this, okay. I just have to make a, make a disclaimer. Uh, I you, you You can't be doing wild, crazy, stupid, out-of-pocket stuff anymore. What? Because it makes me say things at you. And uh, I got met on Sunday morning, one of my kids, one of my youth, I'm a full-time youth minister, for those who don't know, and they're just like, so David, I was listening to your podcast, I was like, oh no, and then his mom came up to me, she goes, so David, uh, interesting podcast, I uh, heard Curtis listening to the other day, and I was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> So you got, I only say that stuff when you make me mad. So you got to stop making me mad. You don't, I can't can't cuss on this podcast anymore.
1: Don't put that on me.
0: I mean, don't, it's it's real simple, Thomas. Don't say dumb things. I won't have to curse at you. You don't, you you don't have. It's a really, really simple process. That's all you got to do.
1: I mean, I feel like you could just have any semblance of willpower.
0: Thomas, I, I, you know me. I never curse in real life.
1: No, never <laughs> once. You're a good Christian boy who adheres to all the rules and regulations. Listen,
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with cousin.
1: I mean, I, mean, I think intent is more important. Exactly, than exactly.
0: That's I've tried to explain this so many. times. I mean, times. you
1: were pretty aggressive though. I me.
0: could, I could. You smacked the table and called me a bitch. I could absolutely tear somebody down and make them feel as tiny as a thumbtack without ever using a cuss word. Yeah. And I can build someone up and make them feel great about themselves and use six different cuss words. Like it to me what you say or how you make someone feel is significantly more important than what than the words you use to make them feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can make someone feel bad without ever using a quote-unquote bad word, which, by the way, is just a word that someone a long time ago decided was bad. It's just another word with another definition. A hundred years ago, the word crap and the word sucks, those were cuss words.
1: Don't forget H-E double hockey sticks.
0: I've said crap and sucks in a sermon. Like...
1: That's taboo.
0: They're not bad words anymore because we've phased out of them, and eventually we'll phase out of other stuff. You used to not be able to say H-E double hockey sticks on the radio, and now you can say it on radio, television, whatever.
1: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.
0: That's from a movie.
1: Yeah, that's the first cuss word in a movie.
0: Really? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. I mean, like, the movie did come out in, like, 1400s. So. That
1: was the first curse word ever. like, in a It was also, like, movie. the third movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, but like still, yeah. or that might have been the first cuss word on television.
0: Well, I mean, it was. I don't think it came that, out on cable. But television. like,
1: but like that line is like it was the first cuss word in some context.
0: Gotcha. Anyway. Anyways. I'm not allowed to cuss anymore.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you better. I probably n- still will. You better not. I'll I spray probably
0: it. still will. So oh. Curtis just cover your ears
1: i'll spray you with holy water he's,
0: he's gonna be so he's either gonna be so happy that i i like shouted them out on this podcast or so embarrassed one of the two i guess we'll find out
1: well i guess you'll find out
0: yeah
1: uh so anyways anyways speaking of creativitiness,
0: creativity-ness
1: creativity-ness creativity i said what i said in a minute
0: i mean it's gonna be hard not to I use s- bad I, words at you that,
1: yeah, that doesn't count.
0: <laughs> doesn't it, though? It doesn't. I made you. Yeah,
1: that doesn't count. That's not what happened. I just I was trying what to I was trying to say a what word. I was, <laughs> That's to, what I was trying to I was trying to say a word. exactly and my what brain, happened. My brain lagged. All right. I was just trying to say my. All right. And it just uh, it just happened. That doesn't count.
0: You know, you're not the only person whose brain lags when they speak. Another guy who uh it seems like his brain is always lagging Antonio Brown I hate you because <laughs> I'm better at transitions than no
1: because every time I went to transition <laughs> you're like oh let me tell you about this youth I had creativity it's you're making it really Thomas, hard you to said not the curse
0: creativity And you knew you, what I meant okay okay but I'm letting you know right now if you ever Ever Use a word that does not exist I'm going to call you out on it
1: you, you don't have to put a spotlight On my faux pas, okay
0: I'm, I, I, I don't have to But guess you, what, you, you, I'm
1: you, going uh, to You are frustrating And you're trying to make me Meow, that doesn't count And <laughs> it's not going to happen
0: uh, All right, You can guys we, have ears, can, can we count I've had two meows today You are
1: so full of it all right, can we just talk about sports? I'm
0: waiting on you, bro. Uh, you're waiting
1: on me. I, literally,
0: I just transitioned to AB.
1: Yeah, and then, like,
0: ah, uh, yeah, I hate you. <laughs> I think we should start counting your, uh, your, yeah, as, as mias because if it wasn't on pod and you weren't thinking about it, you would have said meah.
1: You don't, you can't prove that. Why, why do I feel like I'm on a judge thing? Witness, a witness stand. stand? Witness I, f- I finished it before you could correct me. <laughs> Screw you. One point me. Zero to you.
0: Thomas, you may step out of the judge thing and talk about AB now. Okay,
1: okay. thank you. Was that so hard? It was not. Anyways, it's a real, it's a, it's a, like we could have covered this. Why are you, what are you doing? I'm just, I'm illustrating a point, okay? We could have covered the AB stuff 10 times over by now. It's, well, it's, then get to it. It's very easy.
0: Well, then get to His it. His
1: team got kicked out of the National Arena Football League for failure to pay fines and league dues.
0: If you did not know, Antonio Brown is an owner of a team. Well,
1: was. Was.
0: Wait.
1: He still he, owns the team. They're just not yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like.
0: He is an owner of a team that is was formerly in the Canadian Arena Football League?
1: I think it, 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 it is the National, National Arena Football Arena League. Football I'm league. pretty sure it's in the U.S., Pretty sure, but uh, apparently uh, every team is expected to like chip in a certain degree of money every month for operations, and A B was just like psych. No, I'm not doing that. He also made headlines for this incident where he was on and like in the end zone or on the field before the game had started, and the league fined him for that, and he never paid. So they with Following a a league-wide vote between the other teams removed him from from the league.
0: Can I ask you a rather serious question when it comes to Antonio Brown? Yeah. Is this... He has not always been crazy. No. We have not always seen him be crazy. Do we think he was just suppressing it and then when he got big... He just like, it went to his head and he was like, I'm big enough now. I can say whatever I want and didn't have to suppress it anymore. Or like, and this, this might sound dramatic and maybe it is. It's Valentine's Perfect's fault. But like, is this CTE related? Cause like, don't I don't know. think we've really seen other people just go off the deep end and go crazy. We've seen people die early from brain injuries and we've seen people like with suicidal tendencies. We've seen people like do uncharacteristic stuff, but this seems to be pretty unique. So do we think he, this could be cuz I mean like let's not let's not beat around the bush. Antonio Brown has problems. Yeah. He has shown multiple times he's been not blacklisted from the NFL, but he basically got kicked out of the NFL because no one There's can, just a lot. Yeah. And so like Here's, he says and does just these wild outlandish ridiculous things. And is that just who he is or it can part of this because he took some shots. Obviously, that one notable one from vontes Perfect. Yeah. But the way he played, he was an aggressive, a physical player. He
1: what? So, he took... Like, so, okay. You can't say that it's CTE because we won't know until, until he dies. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's if the medical people are granted yeah. permission to even look for it. I do... What I will say is he took a lot of questionable questionable hits. So, uh, he took some dirty hits and he took some that were kind of like Am I is this just my team or was that a little yeah. extra? Yeah. Um if you look at interviews he's done like in the locker room the first six years of his career or first four four to six years it and compared to the last like the moonlight of his career it looks like it's two different people like he from what i understand was a very hard working uh had the, the best work ethic which is a little redundant with what i just said and was like always willing to go that extra step not just like on the field but in the locker room and it it could be like a um. I was about to be the greatest of all time, and then I fell off. But I think I would be less than surprised. I would not be surprised at all if he had CTE, and it was like the worst CTE we've seen.
0: I know we've talked about in the past the way the NFL handles things and like whatever, like different things being a deterrent for young people playing football, yeah. right? Um, and what that could mean for the future of the NFL. I, th- I really think this, if I'm a parent, this is the most alarming thing to me, looking yeah. at Antonio Brown.
1: Well, that's why enrollment because, numbers are down.
0: Because it's different It's different when you hear about um, Titan, New England, killed a bunch of people. Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez killed three people. Huh? Three people. That's a bunch of people. I mean,
1: I mean it's more than a couple.
0: That's a bunch of people. When it comes to killing, that's a bunch of people. Anyway, it's different when you hear about Aaron Hernandez post-death. Yeah. He died. They did an autopsy. Discovered CTE. That is not the same as when you are actively watching someone. What looks like has been just spiraling out of control for like five consecutive years and getting wilder... And Wilder, the things that he says, the actions that he takes—I mean, as as someone who hopes to have kids one day—that is the most like out of. I've been watching football my whole life. Yeah. I watched Ryan Shazier get paralyzed on the field. Like I like I watched Damar Hamlin die on the field. Like I've watched a lot of things. Nothing has made me not want my hopeful future kids to not play football more than looking at antonio brown and i know like he's a meme and he's he does ridiculous crazy things that are funny to talk about like
1: posting a video of him uh, not decent on the internet oh yeah multiple times
0: but like i like i know he we can laugh about it a lot like we hear a headline i'm like oh my gosh a b you know but like I really feel like it's a much more serious conversation. Like, guys got real issues. Yeah. Like, this I, isn't just a, a a person who's wild and crazy and doing this for fame or, or infamy, whatever it is. He is, I mean, legitimately concerning. Yeah. And, and I can't really think of it. Because, like you said, he is a different person than he was at the beginning of his career. And so I can't think of anything outside of it being football injury to the head related. And I mean, obviously, like you said, that is one hundred percent speculation. Literally nothing. Not a single piece of evidence to corroborate that. So like I shouldn't I shouldn't say that like it's a matter of fact, because it's certainly not by any stretch of the imagination. But it's just it, it is concerning for me to look at I feel kind of bad for it.
1: Yeah. Let me say this. I think by the time you have kids that are football-playing age, the sport will look completely different. Because like the evolution of the way the games are played is a pretty quick process. And what I mean by that is strategy and formational and all that. But the evolution of the way games are played in terms of like Safety and taking steps to make the game
0: not oh, no. as violent—that's
1: okay. a slow process, and oh. it's a shame. Oh, I see. What you're saying. Yeah, it's a it, it's a shame that the NFL and really all sports, for like the purpose of this discussion, put off concussions and CTE like it was some sort of boogeyman, which like it is in a way. But like, if if this had been a problem that we had faced and tackled a lot sooner because like we've only been openly like yeah concussions are real bad and cte is a real thing for like 10 years
0: yeah it, i mean really not even that like the, I, th- I think the focus started 10 years ago
1: yeah but like like think about like if we had like started doing this in the early 2000s that would have given the game time to evolve and adapt into a ultimately safer version of the game. I think it'll, I think they'll get there. I think it's going to take some time.
0: I and mean, that, I think it's already there. I think it's already. I think playing football in twenty twenty three is going to be exponentially safer than it was playing in two thousand three. Oh well, yeah, but like also I think it's. I playing, think we're already taking steps and getting significantly. I mean, even ten years ago, when this focus started. It was still a completely different game when it comes yeah. to how you tackle and like like you don't see receivers play the way Antonio Brown did anymore. Yeah. You know I what just... I mean? Like I, I would say we we're already, like, exponentially safer than we were 10 and even 20 years ago.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But to me, that's just the natural progression of things. Like, in 2003, it was much, much safer than playing in the 80s, you know? but that's what I'm saying. I think there's still a long road to go, and I think that there's still... Yeah, and I think that there's going to be a lot more... I don't think Antonio Brown's going to be the last, like... That's just my genuine opinion.
0: I mean, he's the first.
1: I mean, to this degree, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, we've seen this, like to this much spotlight. Who's yeah. the guy
0: who ran for Congress and Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker. He's also pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, like uh but But Antonio Brown is so spotlighted yeah. relative to everyone else. So yeah. like No, that's fair. I like he's the first that we've been able to dissect action by action.
0: My my fear I wouldn't say fear uh, I worry that there's a really easy cop out for the NFL in that um, they can say we have thousands of players every year that make contact on a football field maybe not thousands but hundreds of players every year that make contact on a football field. And so when you go like like go from the year Antonio Brown started football to now there have been tens of thousands of players who have played and gotten hit on a national football field. Yeah. And he's he's a unique person.
1: Yeah, but There's
0: no one else like him. So, obviously, it's not football-related. Or they can, they can say, oh, look at this guy. He's taken more worse hits than Antonio Brown. It's obviously not football-related. And you and I both know that every individual is unique and different. But I worry that the NFL could use those things as a cop-out for saying this is clearly not football-related. Yeah. And, like, again, like I, I feel like we shouldn't – we, I'm doing this, not you – I feel like I shouldn't be automatically saying it definitely is CTE because, like, again, there's literally not an ounce of evidence to suggest that it is. Uh, it is 100% pure speculation. I want to say that 100%, but I think it's it. It at least warrants a discussion. A discussion, and it's I I I, I fear that it won't in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Um. But I will say again. I do think they've been having these discussions for a long time. Not to this extent, obviously, and not probably not specifically about AB. But I do think it's gotten a lot better and it will continue to get better. Uh, but I just, I, I mean, I, I feel bad for Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. like he, he says all this outlandish stuff and it's easy to call him an idiot or to say stop doing this or whatever. But I really, I, I feel bad for him.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. What a depressing start. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't Jesus.
0: <laughs> I really didn't mean to.
1: This was supposed to be like a three-minute <laughs> segment.
0: I didn't mean to turn that into that.
1: <laughs> I feel like I just gained 10 pounds from how heavy that was. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. That's what my fault.
1: The, okay, Listen. <sighs> on to Brighter Avenues.
0: Bradley Bills no longer on the Wizards? Is that where you wanted to go?
1: That Oh, yeah. Let's go there.
0: <laughs> oh, that was a joke because you said Brighter Avenues and, and your on. team's best player probably ever just got traded.
1: To the Suns.
0: Yeah. Ooh. They now have a super team. A big three, if you will. They also yeah. have um, only five guys currently on their roster. Under contract.
1: Oh, oh, no. I mean, when it's that five, though, you got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs>
0: I was going to see if you could name any more.
1: Uh, the other guy. Like, that's a. I I wonder what they're going to do. And I wonder what the Wizards are going to do. Because that, like, they lost that trade hard.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find the exact because i you, you said a, a joyous thing and i brought that up as a joke so i thought i would I have mean, more it, time to bring it was just details. like it was a
1: natural transition uh, that you thrust upon
0: yeah i apologize to
1: the, like the brighter side the sun's like uh no but i don't know what the wizards are going to do it looks like they might be trading chris paul to the clippers that looks like the deal and uh fun fact the last three point guards of the Clippers, the Rockets, and the Wizards have been Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and John Wall. Huh. Yep. They just keep shuffling point guards between those three teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I just want John that's Wall. Funny. John Wall's not even the best wizard, though. Bradley Beal was so much better than John Wall. I
1: don't care I don't the heart. I he love John Wall. The so much. heart wants what it wants, and Fair. it wants
0: John Wall. Well, here's the details of the trade. Not we don't have full details yet, but we have Enough. minor details. Yeah, uh, the Suns in this trade are receiving Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd. The Wizards are receiving Chris Paul, Landry Shamet. Multiple second round picks. And oh. then it also says there will be multiple pick swaps.
1: But I'm assuming that that just means like you can get the 24 second or the 25 second. Yeah. Like, what a terrible Not trade. a good
0: trade. Oh my
1: Wizards. God, dude! This uh, is why
0: it, phenomenal trade for the Suns.
1: Oh yeah, they got phenomenal an all trade. they got an all star player for a back of a bag of mushy potatoes. Obviously, it's a great trade for the Suns. Are you kidding? Like he had he has the only no trade clause. Like I just like there, something had to happen because like I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like. Beal screwed the Wizards hard. And I'm very player first. I am. It just sucks when it does not work out well for my team. I don't think that was Beal screwing
0: the Wizards. Beal waived his no trade clause for the Suns. If the GM put together a really bad trade package, that's not Bradley Beal's fault. No, I know. Bradley Beal's not like, hey. I will waive my trade clause to the Suns if you guys get screwed over in the process and get nothing back but a washed-up point guard who can't win a championship. Deal? I know. that wasn't...
1: I know you're being rational. I am (laughs) being irrational. Okay? Don't get in my way. Just let this train progress naturally all right why do the gms of the wizard the gms that the wizards hire hate the people of washington that's all i want to know that's it that's (laughs) that's that's all i want to know what did they do to them
0: and one person specifically in white house tennessee
1: what did they do to them to like i'm sorry you don't have to go full joker mode scorched earth given the only no trade clause and the league to Bradley Beal. I mean, Bradley Beal is incredible, but let's not front like he's worthy of having the only no-trade clause in the whole league.
0: Ah. I. The
1: Wizards have been the owner of the worst contract in the NBA two times in a row, if not three, and it is infuriating. Wall, Westbrook, Beal.
0: I mean, the Wizards are... Probably the worst franchise in the NBA at the moment and have been for, like, what, eight years consecutively? I mean... Seven years? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's three. (laughs) In one pod, man. Anyway. uh, I hate you. The Wizards suck, man. I don't know why you're surprised. The Wizards have not been good for a very long time. They have done things like this before. But, uh, aside from... This dumpster fire that is currently in the city of Washington, state of Washington, capital of whatever Washington is.
1: The district?
0: District of Washington.
1: There you go. Well, it's actually the district of Washington. Washington, District
0: of Columbia. Whatever. Uh, The dumpster fire that is currently happening in that place. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's focus on Phoenix. This is phenomenal for Phoenix. They have. Makes uh, no um, sense for Phoenix. Why does it. That's not true. Um, this is a team that has been on the precipice for since the bubble. They came out in the bubble. They were the last team in. They really shouldn't have been there. They went 8-0 and in the bubble. That's how bad the, the Suns were that year. They went 8-0 and in the bubble and still were not able to make it to the playoffs. Uh, but since then, they've been one of the best teams in the NBA. Devin Booker has been a bona fide all-star. DeAndre Ayton has been playing really well. Kevin Durant coming over. Uh, every game he played in, they won until, obviously, the Denver series in the playoffs. But this Suns team has been right on the edge in the West, which is a comp- the, far and away the more competitive conference. And so if they're already competing this well in the West, adding a guy like Bradley Beal I think just makes him even better. And I, I, I think what you're saying is doesn't make sense for the Suns because the position's are conflicting with Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. And KD. And, and KD. And that does make sense. But I think when you got three guys that are that talented that can run your big three, uh, they're, they're professional athletes. They'll be Hold able on. to adapt. They'll be able to change. The one concern I have for this is that Bradley Beal is injured all the time. Yeah. And so that is... But he's all concerning he,
1: but he's also been in a situation though where he's been expected to be the one to carry yeah. the load and here he's going to be the th- third option
0: yeah
1: and i would i would venture i would say that they have a big 4 cuz De- deandre ayton isn't a slouch he's a really good center facts facts like ah uh, like it's great for the suns they have a very star powered team and they should do great things but Yeah, I still hate it. Because now Kyle Kuzma's leaving too. And it looks like they're trading, the Wizards are going to trade Porzingis to the Trail Blazers.
0: Kristaps hasn't been good in like four years.
1: Yeah, no, I'm actually really fine with that trade because it involves the third pick going back to Washington. So.
0: Remember when Kevin Durant called him a unicorn? He hasn't been good since then.
1: (laughs) With Kristaps and the unicorn label, it's just like the Giants in the boat picture. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, I forgot about that picture. Yeah, no, but on to happier thoughts and something to be excited for. It's June right now. Next month is July.
0: Today's Juneteenth.
1: Is it really? Happy Juneteenth. Oh, happy Juneteenth. Oh, my God, it is. The more you know, the more you close.
0: Anyways. Happy Juneteenth.
1: Thank you. Happy Juneteenth to you.
0: I don't think we should be saying that to each other, but.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I was just saying it in general. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Excuse me. It's a pot. I'm the only other person in the room.
0: We talk to the audience all the time.
1: You can't prove that, can you?
0: I yes, I could. I don't know I could know how pull you up would. old pot in court. You would be done.
1: And we're not. And we're in the court of public opinion, and the court of
0: puppies. The mayor. court of puppies? I would. I would be on trial for that court. That's for sure.
1: Listen, Slam Ball is making a comeback.
0: What in the world is Slam Ball? You told me, like, when we are prepping for this podcast that like, I want to talk about Slam Ball. And you're like, I was like, what is that? He's like, don't worry. I'll talk about it. What
1: is Slam Ball? Slam Ball is this beautiful sport that was around in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then one season, one summer in 2008. Aired on Cartoon Network. Only on that season in 2008. It originally was on the national network. That then became Spike TV. It's a sport consisting of a basketball goal on each end. Four trampolines surrounding the basketball goal. Boards, shoulder pads. It's a combination of basketball, hockey, and football. Did you
0: just say trampolines?
1: Yes. There's like trampolines cut into the floor. There's four. So you have one under the basket... One on the wing, one on the other wing, and then one at like the free throw point. And you score, you can score two points or three points. Okay. Two points is when you score without any player touching the rim. Three points for a dunk, and three points for a uh, shot behind the line. It's a game it, it puts emphasis on hitting people super duper hard, jumping and slam dunks.
0: This game sounds very dangerous.
1: I don't know how people have not died playing it. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. But like, you know how like people watch hockey for the violence? Uh huh. I watch this for the violence. It is a very aggressive I mean, sport. listen.
0: It sounds very dangerous. It also sounds very entertaining.
1: Uh, It was. It was. It's also like here. So the owner came out with a quote and he said uh, with 20 minute games, that gives enough time to capture the audiences with this sport that is a little bit of basketball, football, hockey, gymnastics, and even video games put together. And it works well with the shortened attention spans that we're seeing just across the board 20 minute games yep a lot of people aren't wanting to sit down and watch a three-hour sport broadcast so they're coming back this summer with a six-week season in july uh and i for one could not be more excited
0: how do we sign up for one of these teams i want to play
1: you want i you will die i'm fine (laughs) sounds like a win-win that's a like they are, have
0: fun and I don't have to pay taxes anymore
1: they're aggressive I literally it's,
0: you're landing on a trampoline
1: not always there's am making
0: sure I'm always on the trampoline you
1: you can't do that
0: I'm also bigger than 90 percent of the human population
1: listen dude I've seen things on that court that don't make sense and defy what you are probably thinking would happen I would I listen I would not be shocked if I saw a little five five squirt just put you on your rear it's got boards so like people are hitting against the boards and like it's like okay like the playing surface is like the middle half of the court is a blacktop and then the uh the remaining are trampolines i can't express to you how cool a sport it is
0: now the song blacktop big t-shirt billy eilish is stuck in my head you're welcome Thank
1: you. Anyways, anyways. That was that was my little look at this random support.
0: Well this definitely sounds very dangerous. Also sounds very entertaining and uh I will be watching at least one match.
1: Yeah, dude, they do it's like it's like the Globetrotters, How but like watch it? I don't know. I'm I'd assume it's gonna stream. I just don't know who's gonna get the rights. This feels like something that would end up on Peacock though, if I had to guess. You know what I'm saying? Kinda sure. feel like every streaming service kinda has its like brand. Listen, if you I've were. been
0: looking for an excuse to get Peacock so I can watch the psych movies anyway.
1: Wait, seriously? I could have given you an excuse like months ago. What's that? The Premier League's on Peacock Premium.
0: I mean the Premier League is also on CBS. No, or no, not, no, no! Champions League's on CBS. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, but my team's not in Champions League, so the Premier League is a little bit more applicable. Do you know how many times I woke oh, up? Peacock's
0: like eight bucks.
1: Do you know how many times I woke up to watch a Villa game to find out that it was only on Peacock Premium? Sucks to
0: suck.
1: Three times. Three times.
0: <laughs>
1: Dude, they play at like six a.m. Give me a break. Half the time I'm able to watch Villa games, it's not because I woke up for it. It's because I haven't gone to sleep yet.
0: Fair. Fair. Man, I... You remember that one time I went to Nashville to watch that game? Yeah. With Matt? Yeah. That was fun, man.
1: That was early.
0: Yeah. Having a beer at 6.30 in the morning is weird. It was
1: great, though. Yeah. It was warm, but with it was breakfast, great. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Uh, no, but moving on to hockey. Because apparently we do not talk about hockey as much as I thought we did. I've been given the all clear to just go nuts about hockey.
0: All right, let's calm down there, Rambo.
1: We're now a hockey podcast only.
0: No, that is not true. Do not listen to him. You know how many people are going to turn off the podcast? One. Maybe one. More than one. How do you know? Because we have like nine regular listeners now. And none of them like hockey.
1: I mean, they have to like hockey to some degree to listen to this podcast.
0: No, they don't. I really don't think we talk about hockey as much as you think we talk about hockey. Well, we're
1: about to start talking about hockey a lot more, so buckle up, Buttercup.
0: All right. Go for Uh, it.
1: As we expected, following the conclusion of the Stanley Cup playoffs, we were greeted with a list of injuries that players were playing through. And this list is gnarly. And it seemed like the only team affected was the Florida Panthers. And, man, were they affected in a big way. You had a uh, third-pairing defenseman. I can't pronounce his name. It's super Finnish. Who played for uh, two torn labrums. Jeez. Uh, You had Sam Bennett playing through a... Uh, apparent upper body injury That was the terminology used That he sustained in the second round That severely limited His range of motion For the rest of the playoffs So he was playing with that in rounds two, three, four. Kind of feel bad about name dropping him On players I need to step up But uh, you know I don't have that information uh, Aaron Eckblad.
0: Broke his foot against Boston
1: He broke his foot against Boston In the first round had an oblique injury and sustained two separate shoulder dislocations. Yeah. He's having surgery. They don't know when he's going to be back. And then lastly, Matthew to Chuck, the playoff hero. The reason he missed that final game was because he suffered in game four a fractured sternum.
0: That's your chest, people.
1: Yeah. Uh, His chest
0: was broken. He
1: also scored the game-tying goal with that fractured sternum
0: yeah man that's just
1: that is a man
0: crazy
1: that is a man right there dude it's
0: like that rodney atkins song oh that's a man that's not rodney atkins who sings that I, i don't know i gotta look it up now go
1: but every year we're greeted with this list and every year it's shocking I don't think I've been this shocked about a player playing through an injury when it comes to Matthew DeChuck. than when I learned that uh Patrice Bergeron played through a torn abdomen and a punctured lung and a couple of fractured ribs. Like this was that that's a that's gotta be a scary injury, dude.
0: Jack Ingram is who sings That's a Man. Oh. You ever heard of him?
1: No. Me either. <laughs> Uh, To be fair, though, I've never heard of that song either. Really? Yeah.
0: It's a good song. I mean,
1: maybe. Anyway. To you. No, but like that, like, I just can't wrap my brain around how crazy of an injury. Like, can you imagine fracturing your sternum? No. You land on the ground and your chest just, like, dies. And you're like, am I dying? I can't.
0: I fell off my rollerblades and hurt my wrist and have been complaining about it for two months.
1: Yeah, a frat. like, like, and like the other thing is like, what do you even do for that? Because I imagine every single breath just is excruciating, yeah. and you're going out and playing a sport that's going to result in you breathing pretty heavily, pretty consistently. Like, that's just nuts. Not Absolutely just that, but imagine nuts.
0: like, imagine your chest. And what it does, how it compresses and um, opens up just with your shoulder movement. Yeah. So imagine taking a slap shot. Imagine just taking a shot. Imagine Imagine
1: just skating. that That's literally what I like, was about to say. But uh, just like Ekblad, it seems like he is going to reasonably be out for a long time. Coach Paul Maurice, uh, the day or do after the series wrapped up, was quoted saying, "We're going to have a hell of a time trying to make the playoffs next year," and I think he's hitting the nail on the head. They're probably going to be missing a couple of their star players until November, December, January.
0: Yeah, that's wild, man. Um, I agree with you, though. I have heard of a lot of things, like like we saw Patrick Mahomes play through his ankle injury. We've seen people like uh, supposedly there have been guys who have played through torn ACLs and and this, that, and the other. But like. Having multiple ligament tears in your shoulders the 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 your most useful yeah. tool in hockey um broken feet when you're a two hundred and fifty pound guy skating regularly like all of your weight is centered on one little thin sheet on the bottom of your foot yeah like I I think there were four total broken bones, there were multiple torn ligaments, torn tendons. I
1: also think that there was a player playing with a uh, broken tibia.
0: Yeah. And this was all on one team. Yeah. Like, this whole team swept the Carolina Hurricanes Yeah, looking like a bunch of war victims. Like, the fight... The grit, I'm not going to compare hockey to war. I apologize for that. But the fight and the grit, man, absolutely incredible.
1: I would say that the Panthers had the hardest road to the cup. Yeah. And, like, I guess it's one hell of a season for them to go through that and get as far as they did battling the adversity they did. I know that they lost in a series that ultimately wasn't super close, but this season's a dub. No, it's a great I mean,
0: season. I. Yeah, I, I. It's crazy to me. It is wild to me. It completely makes me look at it through a different lens. Not necessarily worse on the end of the Golden Knights by any means. Like, it's, yeah. like, but more like, initially, when you know, Game Five first ended, I was like, man, how are you gonna do what you did against Boston? Do what you did to Toronto sweep the Carolina Hurricanes and then put up this terrible performance in the Stanley Cup. Now it makes me completely yeah. be like, holy crap. Now I'm like, how did you even make it? Make yeah. yeah. How did the flight not like I'm surprised the flight didn't crash on your way to Vegas? Like like that's now I just have a no less respect for the Knights, but a lot more respect for the for the Panthers absolutely, than I did.
1: Absolutely. But uh moving We talked about the Damon Severson sign and trade last time. The Devils weren't done. We also mentioned Cole Caulfield's deal with the Canadians, and this is why I'm tying both of these things. All right, I have the dots. Now let's connect them. The New Jersey Devils signed Jasper Bratt to an eight-year, seven point eight seven five million-year contract. That's a grand total of sixty-three million dollars. Uh, Jesper Rat, a young, promising player, has had two very strong campaigns back to back. Going forward, taking care of business, they have four players to sign and they have 23 million cap space. Mm. One of those, Timo Meyer, they have already agreed to go to arbitration over. So I think New Jersey, like. When they traded Severson, we mentioned on here, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you go in that direction? I think New Jersey might be gearing up to make a move this summer.
0: I think. Like, what?
1: Eric Carlson.
0: Do you think a team like New Jersey is going to go for a guy as old as Eric Carlson, though?
1: I think it depends on how they believe in him. The Eric Eric Carlson stuff has been heating up, though. It looks like Seattle's in on him, too. It looks like... I think it
0: makes more sense for Seattle, though.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if you're San Jose, if you want to trade Eric Carlson, which is a trade, like, let's be real, for San Jose, you're not going to win that trade. You're just not going to. It's a hard trade to win with that cap hit, because you're going to have to retain, and you're going to have to retain a fair bit.
0: Although, let's be honest, too. San Jose's not going to be competitive next year, so who cares if they trade him in the division? They're probably not going to be competitive for a few years.
1: Yeah, I, it's just a bit of a taboo thing to do, you know? But that And that division has always been super weird. Yeah, Like, uh, I remember Martin Jones. He was the backup goalie for the LA Kings. And they had quick, quick was their guy, but uh Jones was a better than backup but not better than quick situation. Yeah. They traded him the Boston and for I think like two seconds. And then Boston immediately flipped him to San Jose for a first. Like like trades in that division have always been interesting. Yeah. There's always making a move to make a move. It's 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 very strange and confusing and exciting at the same time. No, fair enough. But fair enough. I think I think there might be you know what you actually you know what? I bet Chicago would love to move on from Seth Jones. Get that cap hit off the books.
0: Come back to Nashville. No, we can't afford him.
1: He also is way overpaid. <laughs> um not a, I think actually we could afford him but like that's a bad contract.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh but I think it makes sense for a team like New Jersey oh, can't
0: afford
1: him. who is young coming into their own. They just shipped off a right-handed defenseman who was their number one guy, I believe. Seth, jo- Seth Jones is better than Severson. He just Ooh. has a worse
0: contract. Who's the uh defenseman in Arizona that they're trying to move?
1: and already moved. Oh, to uh, Ottawa.
0: When did that happen? That happened a while ago. Why didn't we talk about it? We did. <laughs> huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was like uh that was like a month before the trade deadline.
0: Oh. Yeah. Are you sure?
1: Yeah. Because that was like the big piece, and then Bo Horvat went, and then Tarasenko went, and then Kane went, and then we had a dead trade deadline. Chicharron was the big domino.
0: I genuinely...
1: He fell.
0: I genuinely have no recollection of this.
1: Come on, David. Get it together.
0: (laughs) You know my memory. What are you doing? What are you
1: doing? No, but I mean, they're they're in a great spot. Uh, I hope they take advantage of the opportunity that they have to make a splash and go get a player that can take this young, exciting, overproducing core... And really solidify them as heavyweight contenders, and it's, I think I think we're about to enter a really exciting era where the Rangers and Devils are both competitive again, because that's one of the juiciest rivalries in the sport.
0: Heck yeah, man!
1: Uh, and I'm I for one, and super duper excited.
0: I agree. I mean, I think rivalries just make sport better, and in an already incredible and violent and physical sport, having that kind of rivalry would be. Must watch television.
1: I mean, we got a taste of it this year in the playoffs. Yeah. It went the seven. It was beautiful. It, it was everything we would have wanted in a rivalry series. Way to go. Quit
0: dropping stuff.
1: <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll, I will I will give you my best effort. I, I promise you. But I think you got young all-stars. You have Jack Hughes and Nico Heeshire with – Adam Fox and Jad I mean, you have like it's a young core, both teams have some studs on them, some sneaky studs, and they both appear like they may have found their long term answer and goalie. We know the Rangers have it's a bit more open ended with the Devils, but it looks like they're going to roll with Vanek and Schmid as they're not even giving Mackenzie Blackwood a, call, a qualifying offer, so Jeez. they're. Basically saying, hey, restricted free agent, how would you like to be unrestricted? Yeah. That's that, four. That was not a frustration, yeah. That was a enunciation, yeah. Okay? They're different. It doesn't... Like, it's the same word, but it's not applicable. Okay? It's four. I hate you. You know that? You're the worst. That's four. You're the worst.
0: That's showing up two hours late like it's nothing.
1: And I'm the worst.
0: Of letting your guard down?
1: But you still get it. (laughs) I thought that was the lyric, and then I said it, and I was like, nope, that's wrong. Uh, No, but we're not done the last bit of hockey stuff. The Maple Leafs are expected to not just lose their big forward four and. I just blanked so hard. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander. One of those is, is at least one of those, is expected to be out of there. But they're also expected to lose their core group of three. I don't want to say supplemental, but not foundation, but the next level. You know, you have like role players, blank core. Yeah. You know? So I I guess foundation. They're expected to lose each of Alexander Kerfoot, Justin Hall, and Michael Bunting. That's going to be a tough loss for the Maple Leafs. So you're losing a very solid right-handed defenseman. Third fringe second-line guy, but when it comes to the defense, there's not a single position that you won't take a solid
0: guy at. Are we about to get back To the 2010s Toronto Maple Leafs? Just them being dog water?
1: I don't think it gets that far. But I do think that if Matthews leaves, they're going to be in serious trouble. And they might end up as kind of like this new age New York Islanders team. That's kind of like stuck in purgatory. Yeah, You know? Like they're good enough to make the playoffs. And to the... But And they occasionally slip up and have a really bad year, and they get a top three pick, and they draft a guy. But then they fall right back into, we're going to be a first-round elimination team if we make the playoffs. like.
0: So it's like what the Preds have been for, I don't know, what, 25 years?
1: I think it's a little worse because there's been hope in Nashville. There's always been a goal that we're working toward.
0: I mean, we're going to win the cup this year.
1: It feels like the Islanders—that team is set up and built to like make the like that's their goal is to make the playoffs. Anything yeah. after that, they don't care. No, I got you. You know, i I would be I'd be a little concerned about the future if I was a Maple Leafs fan, because like you're a winning team is primarily built off of having a guy or two or three, especially in hockey. But championships are won with your third line,
0: yeah.
1: with your fourth line. like, And that's like you're losing Kerfoot, who's a solid third line guy who could play second line on a lot of teams, plays every single position on forward. That is a utility player that you would love to have. That's a utility player that you gave up Jared McCann, the keep in the expansion draft to Seattle. And he now leads Seattle in points all the time. Granted, it's just been two seasons, but still. Uh, Justin Hall who you might have fumbled the bag a little bit with the development what was free money their mm-hmm. version of Tanner Janot, if you will has kind of been regressing more than progressing and that just might be what the they went from having no right-handed defenseman to all the right-handed defensemen and they're just not enough food to go around you know not everyone yep. had the chance to eat but I think Michael Bunting is the real yeah the real nail. Like that was that he wasn't he's not first line caliber, but he played first line. Yeah. He played with Matthews and Marner. He's that guy that was keeping people like he played he scores goals, he's physical, he was kind of their makeshift Zach Hyman. And honestly, with the way their roster is, I feel super bad for them that they did not sign him to that five-and-a-half-milli-year deal. Because he was a Swiss Army knife. He did it all. And he did it all good.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, losing Bunting is going to hurt. Because they've struggled to find a player that can play with Matthews and keep up with him. Because, like, when you play with a star player, you only get the benefits of playing with a star player if you can keep up. You know? like if you're if he's dishing out a just silver platter pass that's turning into a goal you have to be there to receive the pass if you're yeah. not there then what's the, like you yeah. sh, like and that's been a struggle for a lot of teams so like that's why like when you look at teams like for instance Pittsburgh once they found two people that played with Sid even though they weren't the best They were good, but they weren't the best. They were locked down on that first line for five to seven years. And Chris Kunitz, Pascal Dupuis, and Sid. And how many of those names did you recognize? Uh, Two. Which ones?
0: Kunitz and Sid.
1: Oh, oh, there you go. I was that's more th- one more than I was expecting, <laughs> and that's not an indictment of you. That that's yeah. that's my point. Yeah. You know, so while Michael Bunting isn't this sexy player, the sexy name that everybody is gonna be going after, he's gonna get a lo- he's gonna get a fair amount of offers because he's produced while playing with Matthews. I think the second he pops off that roster, though, his production just plummets.
0: I feel really bad for Toronto fans because they had it. Yeah. They had the Stanley Cup roster. Yeah. they I mean, technically still have. But, like, they had the positioning. They had the regular season wins. They had the place in which they – the window was open. The run was theirs. And it's just been fumbled every step of the way. It has been screwed up. It has been jacked up every single step of the way. And now it's looking like the window is getting slammed shut. And you're going to need a pry bar to pull it back open.
1: Uh, it's very easy for me to sit here in my ivory tower and cash judgment on the Toronto Maple Leafs for where they went wrong. I think it was pretty apparent the whole time. I could be mistaken. They had a very solid forward group. They always went boom or bust, though, in defense and goaltending. And to be honest, like you, you play the cards that you're dealt and the cards that they were dealt was, hey, here's a very solid forward group that takes up the half of your cap. That's a that's a situation.
0: Yeah,
1: four players taking up half your cap. That's a problem. But I could see them. I could see the reason that they went with these bargain bin players that were very hit or miss, like Matt Murray, Ilya Samsonov, as recent examples. But it dates back to Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, well, there's a name, former captain, the the Flames Giordano, Mark yeah. Giordano. Like, I understand you wanting to get cheaper because you have to, because you have so many people eating up such a large portion of your cap. But you gotta be smarter about the risks you take. Yeah. You like, especially on defense and goalie, they shouldn't have been. That's not where their boomer bust players should have been you should have put them on forward so that your star players can kind of counteract it. Yeah. And because if there's one thing we know, it's a lot easier to be solid on defense and to make up a, a losing situation when you have solid defense than a defense that could collapse at any moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. Also, you know what I just realized? Tell me. Just hit me like a ton of birds. Okay. My Oakland Raiders – or Oakland, the Oakland Raiders are to me, the Vegas Raiders are to me, what the Toronto Maple Leafs are to you. I love the Toronto. I Maple realized Leafs. this when you said, if I were a Maple Leafs fan, and in my head, I'm like, you are a Maple Leafs fan. And then I was like, that's just like me, though. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever said, if I was a Vegas fan, I am a Vegas Like, not a fan, as in, like, they're my favorite team. But like I, I
1: like you, I want them to win.
0: It doesn't matter how obvious it is that they're not going to succeed. You want them to succeed, yeah. and it's the same with me and the Raiders. We can make up every excuse in the book as to why they're going to win, even if there are a hundred more to why for why they're not, and we're still going to defend them. My Oakland Raiders are your Toronto Maple Leaves.
1: I don't need to be attacked like that. <laughs> I really don't. But uh, they're not going to be my raid, or they're, yeah, they're not going to be my raiders when they lose Matthews.
0: Yeah, they will. Maybe you've been defending the Maple Leaves as long as I've known you.
1: Yeah, because I was like, they haven't had a sh- they they they've just been getting unfortunate results. Karma has been against them. They had their window and they blew it. They blew it like candles on a birthday cake at a birthday party. That chance is gone. Like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Listen, I don't know what team you root for, but in just sneakiness.
0: For Chris, it's got to be the Eagles,
1: right? It has to be the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely.
0: But... uh, same for Turner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Diehard Eagles fan. Both absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know what your plans are for this summer i don't know if you've had enough water today
1: probably not drink it it's nature's energy drink it's good for you but uh listen i don't know about you but uh we're
0: we're just just here so we don't
1: don't get get fine. fine